my name is Misha. Um, Jamisha, but I prefer Misha. Thank you very much. My name is Insura, not Insura, not Insura, not Insurance, not Insure. My name is Insura, and I am from the city of brotherly love, aka Philadelphia. This is episode one, Girls in China. So it all started when I worked at my old job. This girl, I ain't gonna say her name, should I say her name? So we got along like good, like we were good at our job because like it was just like an entry point job and the job was easy for us and we could do well and excel. So she she traveled a lot with her boyfriend. But she was like generally like cool person, like we didn't talk outside of work or anything like that. And we were sitting next to each other for some reason. And she was like, I'm gonna go a trip or whatever. And then she's like, I'm going to China. And then she invited me somehow. And I was like, what? Like China, that's another place I really didn't care about. I'm like, China, what? And then I was like, you know what? Why not? Like, um, she kind of convinced me. She was like, it was cheap. It was like, boom, boom, boom. I do everything. You get good flights. And I was like, okay, it sounds interesting. So we were planning for the trip. Like, we communicated well. Like, we would text each other. She told me everything I need to do. I did it. If she paid for something, I paid her back, vice versa. I got my visa. We planned a trip. And then at some point, I think Misha was talking about traveling so much. And, like, before that, I was like, you got to get your passport. You want to be my friend or whatever like that. <laughs> I can't have friends with no passport. So she's been working on it all year. So she finally had her passport. I'm like. You want to go to Hong Kong? And I'm like, sure, I'm down, whatever. I'm like, I got this passport. I'll go wherever at this point. But I looked up Hong Kong. I was on YouTube, different social media platforms, different websites. And it just didn't strike me as somewhere I wanted to go. It reminded me of a bigger version of New York City. And I'm not too fond of New York City. Not that it's a bad place, but the busyness, the crowdedness, the people, the motion, it just... it. I'm not good in those situations or places like that. I, I feel very uncomfortable. So initially we tried to go to Hong Kong, but it's like a separate process apparently. Like it's mainland China, then it's Hong Kong. And it was more difficult to visit Hong Kong than it was to China. Like if you get China, you probably could visit Hong Kong. But if you get your stuff to go to Hong Kong, it would be hard to get in China. So we just ended up doing China and we decided to do Beijing a week and Shanghai the other week. So we making all the reservations, doing all the planning, and then the day approaches. I never looked in China that hard. <laughs> I heard of these cities. Um, what's that movie called? Uh, what is it called? What the uh, what's his name? So I stayed a night up in Shanghai because I'm like I've never traveled anywhere before. This is a 16 hour flight. I don't know if I'm going to forget anything. So I was just like really nervous, really anxious, or whatever. So I'm like, girl, I'm coming to your house, and that's just that. I didn't even ask. I just popped up like, hey, I got my suitcases. I'm ready. So since like I said, insurer is like very well traveled. So she's like, okay, you're gonna need this. So we're just going over things that we need to pack, double checking, got your passport, got your money, all those things. So we got all that squared away. It's Three o'clock in the morning, so it's time to go. So we get in the car. We're on our way to the airport. And Insura realizes she forgot her money. So I'm like, Insura, okay, you know what? It's fine. Me being overly prepared and uh, cautious. So I pack everything just because. So I'm like, I have money. It's fine. We'll, we'll survive when we first get there. And then, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out. May I have your attention, please? Passenger, United, flight 
my god i'm really in the airport i'm just like excited all these feelings i'm like how do people not do this all the time? Well, clearly, and it's multiple reasons, but just in my mind, in my happiness, right in that moment, I'm just like, I love this. We check in, I'm excited. I'm like, whoo. Of course, insurer her bag, for some odd reason, every time we go somewhere, her bag is over the weight limit, and we have to shuffle around, take some things out, so we end up with extra bags. So once we got that squared away and situated, we're on the plane. And I'm like nervous. I'm like, we're going to this whole foreign place. We've never been there. We're like, some of the only black people there. <laughs> Yo, the plane ride. So we got on in Philly. We had a layover in um, California, maybe San Francisco. So we get on the plane, San Francisco. That joint turned Chinese real quick. Like, we got on the plane. There's a whole bunch of Chinese people in us. We get in the air. First of all, they give you slippers. Like the little flat, skinny white Johns. So everybody had them on on the plane. I'm like, yes, because I remember on the flight there, my Uggs, like, I just wanted to take them off and put on slippers, but I was like, I'm not putting my socks on this plane floor. And I was so happy they had slippers, and I was like, wow. And then not only that, like, once the plane was in the air, everybody got out their seat and was walking around and stretching. Like, <laughs> I was like, there's gotta be some Chinese stuff because on the other flight, like, ma'am, please sit down and put your seatbelt on. I slept the whole trip because I'm just naturally sleepy, so I enjoyed it. I went to sleep. Woke up a few times, took some amazing pictures of the sky. I forget which one of those oceans we crossed, but it was really nice. So Sandy, at this point, the girl from my job that invited me, that's not her real name, but Sandy, so she's leading the way. I'm just enjoying the ride, whatever. She didn't speak Chinese, but it, I guess it's like with Americans, it's like Spanish, you're familiar with it, and you might be able to make your way to a certain extent. So I feel like the language was closely related to what she spoke, or she can understand it to an extent. So we get there. And when we get off the plane, we're in the airport, so we're looking for taxis. We find a taxi, and I'm like, okay, okay, calm down. My anxiety's kicking in. I'm like, huh, are we going to get kidnapped? What's going to happen? You know, is somebody going to take us? Like, I've seen taking. Like, what do I do? But the taxis, the people outside, just the, the citizens of the city, they were just so very nice, so very helpful. So we arrive in Beijing, and a lot of Beijing is old. So they have these little skinny streets a lot of um like alleyways so the cars can't fit down there so they drop you off on a main street and we kind of had to roll our bags to the hotel we're like oh snap so he pulled up to the main street right and it's like stores and it's like a like a trolley we pull up we get out the car and to my surprise it's like this meat shop and they got like the meat hanging up or whatever boy come outside with a koofy clean in the front he like sound like i'm like look my slime brenda yes so we um, lug our beds down like this little traditional alleyway street. We get to our hotel. It's the outside like looks like little like is this even a hotel? Like there's no room in there. So we get in. We stuck down. So the doors were like big wooden, and then they had like Chinese writing going down on each side, and like those huge gold handles like you kind of pull out towards you, open them at the same time. 
So like walking down like the little rickety street and then you see the traditional outside when you go in, it's like, oh, it was very nice inside. Customer service was amazing. We had free breakfast every day. The room is fabulous. The way it was set up, we had this huge window in our room and the window opens up to the lobby of the hotel. So if you look up, like it's a glass roof. So you can see outside from the glass roof and you look down, you can see like the whole hotel area. It was so nice. And it had like um, that Chinese, like the airy bamboo, white clean look to it. The tub was huge, like you can go swimming in it. So we got settled in, we went downstairs and they had a silk screen play. But the show, it was magical. It really was like, like it almost seemed impossible that people was doing it. Like they were doing magic chicken puffing and like things were disappearing and like the way it moved so smoothly. I was like, wow. It seemed like the general population were older and you kind of get those vibes when you run a bunch of older people and you know, you being 25, 24, it was kind of different. It was like kind of slow, little dreary. I'm just like, mm, okay, it's cute, but. One thing that we did do in Beijing was really cool is we went to the Great Wall of Chi So they have it where it's like, they have different levels. So you go to the, straight up touristy level which is like renovated it's smooth you know you could take the kids and then they had like the medium level you can get like a little flick on the wall that's destroyed or whatever and then they got the like the advanced like you want the raw thing you take it to the raw thing at your own risk so we did the authentic yarn never again I have never been so terrified so stressed out so tired in my life and I don't mind taking a walk this walk was three hours long. When I mean bricks was crumbling, it's like slippery parts where you're like going up the steps and like the steps are like so narrow. There's some of the walkways. I almost died like five times y'all. And I, cause I'm clumsy. I'm very, very clumsy and I talk too much and I'm never paying attention to what I'm doing. So I'm walking, blah, 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 everybody. And I almost fell off the side of the Great Wall of China y'all. I grabbed a brick and the brick fell out of the wall. And I was like, huh? My goodness, luckily, <laughs> the girl who came with us, she called me. She was like, walk in the middle. Cause I'm like on the sides and I'm like, the bricks are crumbling. So if I would have fell over y'all, I would have died or been paralyzed. Cause at this point we are like all these feet up in the air. A lot of staring, a lot of people taking pictures of you. Um, some people try to sneak and do it and some people just outright and do it and I would say we felt like celebrities like some days we were like you know not paying any attention and be like oh whatever like going about our business other days you put your hoodie on and cover your face like I'm not for it today like put the camera down get the cameras out my face the other days you know you put your arm around a person take a picture and put your deuces up like cheese over there like I don't think they see like people of color too often like you're just standing there you have this random stranger walking up posing next to you and i'm like okay that was really awkward i didn't like that so i don't know maybe it was just like okay this person is different and it stood out i think i'll just go with that what's the zoo in beijing the zoo is like a amusement park almost and then we noticed like there was a little kid on a bike it was like misha 
I think his butt is out, but you can't really see because it was on a, he was sitting on a bike, like a pushy, like it had handles, but the parent push it. Then we looked around, we saw all these little butts and cracks hanging out. I'm like, she's like, should we call DHS? I'm like, I don't know, like what's happening here? But apparently it's a thing there. So it's like a potty training thing. So in China, they they have regular toilets probably in a uh, normal like tourist areas. But in general, most of the toilets are like on the ground. So you squat. So I guess when they take the kids, they don't have to worry about taking off their clothes or anything like that. And they just fold their legs up and let them go to the bathroom. I guess that's what it's for. And I looked it up. So it's just like a, a, tr- a traditional thing. You know, they like more like, um, I guess, wealthier people who want to be modern, put pampers on their kids. But like, that's a traditional thing. So yeah cracks out for kids so from Beijing we caught the, one of the speed trains that go um, to Shanghai or Shanghai so we took the speed train we got on it um, cool and this is where the trip get a little weird so we get to Shanghai and we get off the train and it's like you know how you gotta readjust figure out where you at so you can get from point A to point B my thing is, like, we all together, like, if you don't know what's going on, if you're not quite sure, I'm going to try to, like, figure it out, too. I don't think Sandy liked that. Like, she liked being in charge and, like, leading the way and being the one that's knowing going on. So so we get off the train. It's like a terminal, like, 30th Street Station, something. But it's much bigger, of course. So we're trying to figure out, okay, where is the bus we need to get to our Airbnb? Or, like, how to buy the tickets. Because, you know, you want to pay the right money to go to the right location. So, they had, like, these little kiosks or whatever. So, we're, like, kind of sitting around. Sandy's on her phone trying to figure it out. Misha's looking at the stars. And the birds fly around. And I'm like, okay, well, let me try to figure it out. Because we've been here for a while. So, I go up to the kiosk. And I'm like, oh, so get to X, Y, and Z. Da, 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 da. And Sandy comes up to me like, oh, you know how to read Chinese now? And I'm like... No, it's in English. It says it's right here. Like, and that kind of threw me off guard. Like, will you, huh? Because I looked up the directions how to get there. And then it was just like, no, that's not it. Like, that's not how you go. And it's like, okay. But like, we need to figure out something because your phone is not working. You don't have the right information. I guess she was trying to contact the Airbnb girl. You know how you communicate. And she was giving directions. And she's like the only one who had internet at the time. So I'm like, and it was kind of tricky because it's still like the alleyways. It's not really streets. So it was like, all right, that's weird. So we like dragging our bags around trying to figure out how to get there. So first of all, get to Shanghai. We get one of the first trains. This lady fighting with this guy. Like they had arguing, being ghetto and stuff. I said, whoa, we is not in Beijing no more. It was crazy. People was loud. And it's like you start to see different people, like colorful people. It's still a lot of Chinese people, but you start to see like different foreigners and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I kind of like the vibe of saying hi. So we finally goes up to the bus area and it's like we catch the bus somewhere, but we need to go to this location. So we had the address, but we weren't sure exactly where to get off or whatever. So actually, I see it's a brown girl. So I'm like, excuse me, you speak English? Like whatever. She was African. I forget which country she's from, like one of the small countries on the West Coast. So she studied there. Like she studied at the business school, economics. So I'm like, oh, hi, hi. Like we trying to go here. How do you get there? Catch this bus. Cost this much. Get off here. Sandy was not trying to hear that. Like, I, she was just, how does she know? Like, just 
irritated because I'm trying to help find a way. And like after a while, I'm like, I'm not going to be playing these dumb games and be lugging these bags around or whatever. I'm going to get where we need to go. Or like, I'm not scared to ask people or try different things. And I think, I don't know what that was. So after that, after you show me who you are, it's a wrap. So we get on the bus, we get off and arrive to the location. So at this point, like she don't want to share the Airbnb information. So now we have to follow her to get to the location. It's like, like, which way do we need to go? Do you know the street name? It's like, she wasn't talking. She was like, make left here, make it right here. Like, cause she had it on her phone. Like I didn't have internet and it was just like, oh, you want to, okay. So after that, I was done. So Misha Joe busting up, they having a good time. I'm done with you. So we get to the place. It was a little scary at first because we go through the bag and we go up. Like, it was a restaurant downstairs, so you see the people cooking. So we got to walk through the kitchen a little bit. And then we go up these, like, tight steps. And it was, like, this dog barking at the top. It was, like, this old lady in the apartment, like, you know, me and Misha, like, uh-uh, I'm going to play a dog game. And then we like, oh, my God, where are we staying? Then we open up. Airbnb is so nice. So you go up one more flight of steps. It was a two-story drawing. So it had two bedrooms. It had a living room, a dining room, a kitchen, a shower. And it was like, you open up the window. And like, you have a nice view of the street. It was just very, very like nice. It's super cheap too. Shanghai was one of the prettiest places I've ever been. And I'm a person, I'm really big on lights and like shiny things. And that's just what, like, the city, it, it felt so youthful, so vibrant. That's what I didn't get in Beijing. But Shanghai was just like, oh my goodness. The lights, the stores, the malls. It just was giving me, like, uptown New York City, but, like, less crowded and then, like, bigger. But it was just beautiful. At this point, um, Sandy disappeared. I guess she was like, I'm going to do my own thing. Y'all can do your own thing. I wasn't communicating with her at all. Misha was like, oh, so maybe what you going to do? She was like, oh, I guess you can go out or whatever. So me and Misha went out. We explored a little bit. Went around town. Got lost. We found our way back. We met a lot of interesting people. Shanghai was nice. It was fun. Like It was so much to explore. So much. It's like no way you can... You gotta be there for a little while. We caught a dock, like a um a boat to go across to the other side. We did a sky walking thing. So when we get back, homegirl's gone. Misha's like, where's she at? I'm like, I knew she left, left. She didn't say anything. And Misha was like, no, she didn't. I'm like, yes, she did. But I'm over the top. If you don't want to believe me, don't. But I'm pretty sure she left. Misha was worried and like trying to get in contact with her. I could care less. The place was already paid for and then we got an extra being. Misha, you go upstairs. I'm sitting down there. That's like the thing you don't do. You don't leave whoever you with to go off in the country by yourself. But me and Misha had a good old time. We had the place for our stuff. We had uh, like the Netflix version. We started watching this Chinese series. We cooked breakfast. We went shopping. It was really fun. We enjoyed it. It might have been our last day or our, it was our last day. We were leaving, but I had all this money. I didn't have time to go and exchange it. So I'm like, hey, let's just ball out while we're here, get gifts for everybody, and that's just that. So we went to this store, and we were looking for, like, last-minute gifts for insurance siblings because um, I had already got all of mine. And this man... He's following her throughout the store, and I'm just because I'm I'm not shopping, so I'm just standing in one spot. And so she's whispering, and I'm like, "What?" 
And I'm like, what are you talking about? So I'm like reading her lips. And I'm like, oh, and she's like, like whispering, like recording, recording. So I'm thinking something bad is happening. So he's like following her. And he's like, yeah, like, oh, you like those chopsticks? And she's like, yes. And he's like, oh, whatever price he said. And then she was like, oh, no, that's too. So that, like, they're like negotiating, you know, like a decent price. And then she like, yeah, because I guess she got the price that she wanted. But then after that, he like left. And I was like, oh, and he went to the next and did the same thing to like the other customers. And I was like, okay, so it wasn't a racially motivated thing. When I mean a burden was lifted, because that's how you felt when you first got this. Like, I'm black, everyone's staring at me. Oh my gosh, they probably think I'm stealing. I don't know if they like were on social media or Facebook or whatever. And they watch those things and they think we're like, every black person is the same. But that was the furthest thing from the truth over there. So once, you know, you like, I actually put the piece together and understood like their ways. I was just like, whew. And let me tell you, Chinese people ain't interested in speaking English like that. It's just like if somebody come up to you and start speaking Chinese, you're going to be like, I don't, you're not going to try to understand or put it together. Like, I don't speak Chinese. That's the end. That's how they was treating us. <laughs> so if you go to China, it's good to have a couple words that you know, books, some translation, Google Translate. Tourist area, yeah, you might be able to find somebody. But walking through them streets in the hood, they'd be like, no, we don't speak that here. Like, and that's it. That's the end of conversation. <laughs> so, I almost killed Misha. We at the airport terminal on our way home. This sister goes off to get McDonald's. The plane is boarding. People in line get on board. She's nowhere to be found. I'm like, tell the lady, can you call her on the speaker? So then she comes down, like, on the elevator, like, riding that John, Not walking down it. Not running down it. Steam was probably coming out of my head. I couldn't even talk. I didn't help her with the bags. I didn't even say nothing. I just got on the plane. Like, sis, I'm not trying to get stuck in China. Get on the plane. I cursed her out. She was like, I was hungry. She didn't care. And I was like, I was going to leave her. You know, in America, I'm like, oh my God. Like, no, they was like, oh, okay. She's not, mm mm. That was it. Like, that's how I felt. Like, I felt like the plane was going to leave with or without us. And I was probably going to be with them. I'm <laughs> like, I'm looking for seats, but I wasn't looking for the seats. I mean, I was looking to find Sandy. So now I'm already mad. So I'm looking at seat to seat. I don't even know what our seat number is. So I'm looking, looking, I'm walking around the plane. I see our seats. I put my stuff down and I keep walking so I can go back on the other side because I seen her. I see her. I sit right next to her in the seat. I cursed her out on that plane. The people behind me was looking like I was crazy. I didn't care. But I think it's because I was already mad at me. <laughs> I was in my bag, I would say. I was definitely in my bag. You gotta hold people accountable. So I cursed her out, then I went back to my seat, and Misha, I come back to the seat, and she's like, oh, you meeting people, and you networking and stuff? I'm like, it wasn't no networking situation going on at that time. <laughs> it was just a, a air out. She just don't be there sometimes. She be in her own world. Like, at some point, like, we back in the U.S., and I dropped my, um, my little neck pillow. Sandy picked it up and gave it to me. I guess that was a peace offering. And I was like, thank you. But after that, when we went back to work, I ain't talked to her. I ain't seen nothing to her. She gave me my money right away. It wasn't that much money. But <laughs> she was like, how much y'all owe y'all? I was like, 59 cents on it. <laughs> like, I was just, I don't know. You know, it's like certain things come together, and it's like you don't know people till you travel with them. Overall, the experience was just beautiful, and I would advise or suggest that people go there and, you know, judge for yourself. Oh, and another thing, this is just a side note. 
Now, y'all know everybody be like, oh, black people love them some fried chicken. Let me tell you, it was chicken everywhere. When I mean they had fried chicken at McDonald's, they had a KFC, they had fried chicken on like every little street corner, like the little um, alleyways I was telling you about. They love them some fried chicken too. So don't let nobody tell you all that fried chicken is a black people thing, because it, no, 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 no. Misha is a social worker and fashion entrepreneur. Insura is a world traveler and international business consultant. She also happens to be my sister. Sound effects are from freesound.org. You can check them out. They have a host of wonderful sounds that you can use for your projects. The details are available in the show notes. A very special thank you to Temple University's Alumni Association for awarding Four Colorful Girls the 2020 grant for film and media arts. Also, thank you to at VAR Concept for bringing that special package all the way from Dubai. It's truly appreciated. Thanks for listening. A note for this episode. We can't talk about China without talking about the allegations of forced internment and persecution against the Uyghur ethnic group in parts of China. We encourage listeners to research this issue for themselves and reach out to their congresspeople, elected officials, and government representatives to take action. Also, sharing with others can help to spotlight this issue further.